Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Are You Ready for Some Football right here on Movement Radio. I'm Talon Williams. And I am Chip Hazard. Shout out to Roger Sierra, who could not be with us tonight. Look, uh, we look forward to having you back here, brother. Um, that being said, we are going to discuss Week 10 predictions. But before we get into that, we're going to get into Week 9 recap. Uh, Chip, you said something on the on the group chat um, that stuck with me, and I'm going to tell everybody what you said. You said that it was bizarre world in the NFL. Um, and that's very apropos considering the scores that we're going to be talking about in this game. Before we even get to the scores, overall, how did you feel about this particular week of football? Uh, I, I felt like, what in the hell is going on? <laughs> right. I, I mean, that, that's the thing. If, if you go through and you look at teams that won versus teams that lost – you're like, man, how did that team beat that team? And, I, I mean, we'll get into it as we break down week nine. But it's it's literally when you were watching, you were like, what the hell? Did they forget they were playing ball today or <laughs> what? Right, exactly. Um, But we're going to kick it off with the Thursday nighter. Now, the Thursday nighter this week, I can honestly say this was one of those Thursday nighters that, because I love watching the Thursday nighters because every Thursday nighter has been a great Thursday night game. Um, this one, eh, not so much. And, and the reason why it not so much is because at one point, uh, the, the Indianapolis Colts went out to a 42 to 10 lead. And I'm like, eh, there's no way New York's coming back. Even though they did try to amount a comeback, uh, close to the end of the game, scoring two touchdowns late. Um, but Indianapolis did beat the jet, uh, Indianapolis Colts did beat the New York Jets 45 to 30. Um, uh, Mike White uh, was playing for the Jets uh, at quarterback with 7-11, 7-4-11, uh, 95 yards and a touchdown, but he did go down with an injury. Uh, Josh Johnson came in and uh, did actually did pretty damn good, uh, 317 yards and three touchdowns, but he did throw a pick. Uh, not a whole lot of good rushing in this game. They only ran for 88 yards total rushing between Michael Carter, Ty Johnson, and Josh Johnson. Um, Elijah Moore was their uh, leading receiver, the rookie, and uh, he actually did a damn good job, man. Seven receptions, 84 yards, and two touchdowns. Ty Johnson also had a touchdown, along with Ryan Griffin, also with a touchdown as well. Uh, Ty Johnson did lose a fumble, however, so that was a big a big deal. Um, but then you look at the Colts. Carson Wentz, you know, 272 for three touchdowns. Uh, Jonathan Taylor ran all over the field, man. 172 yards rushing and two touchdowns. Uh, Neiman Hines also with 74 yards of his own rushing and a touchdown as well. Uh, Michael Pittman, uh, five receptions, 64 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Danny uh, Piner, the the, the 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 damn guard, uh, the, the the damn lineman had a uh, a a touchdown, a passing, a receiving touchdown in this game, along with Jack Doyle, who only had one reception, but he did have the touchdown. Um, you know, and of course, uh, Bobby uh, Okarek, uh with the interception. In this game, he also was their leading. He also was the uh, leading tackler for the defense with uh, eleven total tackles. Um, but like I said before, when we first started this thing, like I felt like this game was one of those games that I lost interest in very quickly when the score became forty-two to ten. I was like, eh, almost like yeah, like okay, like Indianapolis kind of let off the gas. But how did you feel about it? I, I, I mean, they they jumped out to a a, a massive lead. And they just kind of coasted from there. It was one of those, you know, hey, as long as we don't turn the ball over, we'll be okay, you know. 
uh i mean it was almost statistically impossible for uh the jets to come back uh i mean they tried of course but i mean man Indy jumped out to a huge lead from the beginning and it was like what the fuck is going on here right uh i said earlier that uh, the jets only ran for 88 yards total in rushing indianapolis had 260 yards yeah that that i mean they well over 175 yards more than and, and that's an exact and that's an estimated number because i mean the math is too much in my head right now um i but ironically though the jets did pull off uh, more passing yards in this game so um but i think a lot of what hurt them was penalties they had seven penalties to two um so that was definitely what hurt them a lot um but you know but moving on from that game uh we're going to talk about the first of the sunday games and this game I was I think we were all pretty surprised about this one. The Falcons beat the Saints 27 to 25. Uh in a game that I honestly did not see it coming going down like this. I mean, it came down to the wire. Um for the most part, um Young Hoku again making <laughs> making the play when it counts the most. Um but yeah, but it, it was a pretty tough game that came down to the wire. Um, New Orleans scored 22 points alone in the fourth quarter. So they were definitely trying to make their way back uh, into the fold. But if you get to the statistics, Matt Ryan, 343 for two touchdowns, uh, and he also ran for a touchdown. They did, they, they, their rushing game was god-awful. Their rushing game, 34 yards rushing total between Mike Davis, Cordero Patterson, Matt Ryan, and Felipe Franks. Um, now Cordell Patterson did come through in the, in the receiving game with, uh, six receptions and 126 yards, but both of Matt Ryan's, um, both of Matt Ryan's, uh, passing touchdowns came with, uh, Olamey, uh, Zacharias, 50, uh, 58 yards receiving on, on three receptions and two touchdowns. So they actually did, you know, pull off a pretty good, uh, passing attack on there. And then you go to the Saints and Trevor Simeon starting for the Saints, 249 yards and two touchdowns. Alvin Kamara, 50 total rushing yards uh, and a touchdown. He also was their leading receiver at 54 receiving yards. Um, Kenny Steele, shout out to Kenny Steele. I ain't heard that name in a minute. Uh, had had a touchdown. Um, and also uh, Marquez Callaway also had a receiving touchdown as well. Uh, now Trevor Simeon did lose a fumble, so that was that that hurt him a bit. Um and, uh, yeah, I mean, this game literally, I mean, it was neck and neck pretty much the whole way. Um, at one point, the Falcons were up 17-3 and then 24-6. And then the Saints come roaring back to be ahead 25-24. And then the Falcons kick the field goal at the end 27-25 to win the game. So what was your initial reaction about this game? Uh, what what the hell is going on? Like, right. first of all, where did uh, Trevor Simeon come from? Right. Uh, he was, I mean, I, mean I, I, I need to know this for real because he's been on a couple of teams already right? Uh, where he didn't pan out. He, he just played terrible and uh, everything. And then all of a sudden it's like, bam, here I am and I'm good. Right. I think it just it, it just depends on the system, man. You know, some some players will just have like horrible, horrible, you know, 
they just they they don't fit a certain system or the certain coach don't really you know see them as you know like like for like okay like it could be the same way in reverse like i mean there could be a player who is amazing in a system then he leaves and goes to what he believes is greener pastures and he doesn't play as good there because the system isn't catered to him um when you look at you know the new orleans saints and sean payton you know in his offense i mean it was mainly catered around drew Brees. And when Drew Brees retired and Jameis Winston took over, it worked until Jameis Winston got injured. And now Trevor Simeon, who Trevor Simeon is kind of in the same uh, vein with Drew Brees, not in terms of their greatness or anything like that, but he is it's that type of system because he, he ran a similar system when he was in uh, in Denver. Um, unfortunately, you know, it didn't work out in Denver. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, he played three seasons in Denver. Right. From uh, 2015 to 2018. Then he went to the Jets for a season, and now he's right. with the Saints. Right. You know? So. Yeah, uh, it's about finding where you fit in, you know, and Trevor Simeon's been doing a really good job. I don't know if he's the long-term answer, but he's the, he's the answer that they need right now, I think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So let's move on to this game. Now, this game was kind of a bit of a surprise. And everybody was laughing about this one. Or at least the people who were not Dallas Cowboy fans, I'm sure, like my my brother and uh, podcast co-host here, Chip, is. Uh, and shout out to Raj, his home team. The Denver Broncos beat the Dallas Cowboys 30-16. to Now, <laughs> they came out, Denver came out just ready to play, man. They scored 30 unanswered points just straight out the gate 30 unanswered points and you know they, they tried the best they, they really did really tried but whoo i bet when this whole time i bet chips had the biggest smile on his face like yeah who them boys now right <laughs> right I, uh, uh, but, go ahead yeah, i mean you know I, I i just can't root for anything dallas uh, I, I I can't take away from Dallas being a, a decent team on the field this year, right? Uh, but I mean, for me, the, my my Dallas hatred, and I mean hatred's a, 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 a strong word. We'll say my dislike for Dallas runs deeper than just the Cowboys. I, I dislike the Dallas Cowboys, the Dallas Mavericks. The Dallas Stars. Uh, I don't even like the the Texas Rangers, uh, <laughs> right? So, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you're an Astros fan. You're not supposed to like the Rangers, <laughs> you know. Well, I mean, they're correct me if I'm wrong. Let me double check this. I believe the Texas Rangers are based in Dallas, Arlington, close enough. Which really, I mean, if you really think about it, the the Dallas uh, uh, Dallas State or Cowboys Stadium or AT and T Stadium, I think that's in Arlington. Um, it's outside of it's just right outside of Dallas. Um, yeah, yeah, AT and T. No, that's AT and T Field. That's here in Chattanooga. Uh, right there, you go AT and T Stadium. Yeah, Arlington, Texas. Yep, just right yeah. outside of uh, just right outside of uh, Dallas, Dallas Fort okay. Worth. Well, yeah, yeah, that's what it says. The Texas Rangers are an American pro baseball team 
based in the Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex. So see, there it is. That's why I can't root for him. Uh, there you go. <laughs> right. Just, just, just that that deep seated. Uh, that deep-seated hatred right exactly that being said though but yeah let's get to the stats teddy bridgewater not a whole lot of stats in terms of his passing yards i mean he had 249 um for a touchdown but uh uh javante williams with 111 yards rushing melvin gordon with 80 yards rushing and a touchdown teddy bridgewater lost a yard total but he had three carries and ended up with a touchdown um, at one point, uh, Tim Patrick, uh, four receptions, 85 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Jerry Judy, six receptions, 69 yards. Uh, now, Caden Starnes did lose a fumble, or did, 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 and also got the interception in this game. Also, I was looked at the wrong stats. I apologize. Caden Stearns <laughs> uh, got an interception in this game. Uh, I mean, Kareem Jackson, Baron Browning, Jonathan Cooper, Justin Simmons, all of them had good stats in this game. Uh, then you go to the Cowboys, Dak Prescott, 232 for two touchdowns. Zeke, Prescott, and Pollard together ran for a total of 78 yards total between between the uh, the three of them. Um, Dalton Schultz was the leading receiver at four receptions and 54 yards. Amari Cooper was nowhere to be found. C.D. Lamb was nowhere to be found. Sed Wilson was nowhere to be found. Malik Turner was nowhere to be found. Like, where were you guys, you know? Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it was me. I mean, I will say this, though. Mika Parsons did show up to play. Mika Parsons had probably the best game of any of the players on the field. I mean, 10 total tackles, two and a half sacks, and three tackles for a loss. Like, he really did put forth that extra effort. Um, but, unfortunately, it was it was almost too little too late. Like, Mar- like, like Micah Parsons was almost like, Guys, I'm doing everything I can. You guys are gonna have to help me out here, you know. Um, right. So, so okay. Aside from your blind hatred of Dallas, how did you feel about this particular game? Because Dallas was a big, big favorite going into this. They were a huge favorite to go into this. I mean, uh, it, when you look at it, Denver just traded away one of, if not their best defensive player. So oh, I would say yes, they're their they're best defensive player, absolutely. Yeah, uh, so you, you would assume that the Cowboys would, you know, just be, you know, running up and down the field on offense, but it's like, it, it's almost as if they forgot they had a game that day. Uh, right. And I, I think what really happened is they went into that with the mindset of, oh, they don't have their best player anymore. We've got this. And Denver was like, you know what? We we really, you know, did love Von Bell, but um, you know, he he wasn't the team, and we're going to show you that he wasn't team, and and that's what they did. They they came in kind of with a chip on their shoulder and was like, you know, okay, here's who we're going to be. Right, exactly. Um, and shout out to Von Bell, uh, originally the high school alum. I think Chip meant to say Von Miller, but we'll get to Von Bell here in just a little that's, bit with the Bengals game. <laughs> no, yeah, that's no, what I meant. No, I'm sorry. No, 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 it's all good because I think Von Bell has some explaining to do with that game. Uh, but we'll get we'll get to that game in a second. Um, that being said, let's move on to the next one, man. The New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. This game was just a shellacking, man. I mean, New England wins 24-6 again. What the hell is happening to the Carolina Panthers? Like, I mean, this whole game was just 
bro, like literally two field goals. That's all they got. That's all they got this whole entire game. Um, break down the stats. Mac Jones didn't really have that big of a game. Uh, you know, he had 139 yards passing, had uh, the one touchdown to uh, uh, Hunter Henry. Uh, and really, the, the receiving game, I mean, I mean uh, Stevenson was the leading receiver at 44 yards. Kendrick Bourne had 34. Um, Jacoby Myers only had one reception for eight yards. John New Smith only one reception for four yards. It was it was mainly the rushing game, really. Um, Ramondre, Ramondre, Ramondre Stevenson uh, ran for 62 yards. Uh, Brandon Bolden ran for 54. Damon Harrison ran for 30 in the touchdown. Um, you know, so I mean, it was it was a pretty mundane pedestrian game. Uh, J.C. Jackson with two interceptions. Jamie Collins had an interception in this game. Um, and then you look at the Panthers, and my God. I don't even know where to start, man. Sam Darnold only threw for 172 yards and three t- three interceptions. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, you know, only ran for 52 yards. Um, Christian McCaffrey was also the leading receiver with 54 yards. Chubba Hubbard only ran once. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, only uh, had one reception for 33 yards in this game. Um... You know, DJ Moore didn't step up when he was supposed to. Willie Sneed didn't step up. Um, I mean, it was a pretty bad. I mean, Stefan Gilmore was the only good thing that happened in that game and with, with the interception. But but that's it. Like, what the hell has happened to the Carolina Panthers? Let me ask this question though before you before you jump on that one. Was this a case of the Patriots actually won this game or the Panthers lost this game? Which one do you think it is? Uh, no, I think the Patriots won this game. Uh, they've been playing really well. I, I've said that, you know, the last last several weeks. Uh, they they've been playing really well. Not not great, you know. They're not a top tier team uh, yet. Uh, I think they might get to be there if they continue at the trajectory that they're on. Right. Um. But the Panthers are just. I don't know. It's, um, I mean, they, they started out good, uh, and now it's like, um, man, where did that team go? Right. It was almost like they ran into competition, and, I mean, but at the time, I mean, we didn't know Dallas was going to be big competition, you know, at that point, you know, when they lost to him, um, you know, and then they just they, the losses just kept on coming and kept on coming for them. Um, I mean, now granted, they are sitting at four and five, so they're not completely dead in the water just yet. You know, let's not write them off completely just yet. Uh, New England is still again. I mean, they're they're the reverse of that. They're four, five and four, so, and they still have the ability to make some waves as well in the AFC. Right. Um, a, a lot of things have to happen in order for it to work. Um. But let's jump into the next game, uh, the, the the only overtime game this week, and it was a pretty pretty big game, um, if you think about it. And I mean, I think it was one of the best games of the week um, with the Baltimore Ravens and the Minnesota Vikings. Baltimore did pull off the victory, thirty four to thirty five in overtime. I'm sorry, 30, 34 to thirty one in, in overtime. Um, this it, it, across the board was I mean, Kirk Cousins. 
187 yards and two touchdowns. Dalvin Cook ran all over the field for 110 yards. Um, Justin Jefferson had had the touchdown, but he also was the leading uh, receiver in yards at 69. Uh, Tyler Conklin had five for 45. Um, Adam Thielen only two receptions for six yards, but he did have that he did have that touchdown. Anthony Barr and uh, uh, Cameron. Uh, Bynum with both of them had interceptions in this game. Eric Kendrick with 17 total tackles in this game. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, so the Vikings did step up and hold their own. Lamar Jackson, though, man, uh, you know, two, you know, 266 for three touchdowns. He did throw those two interceptions. Uh, rushing, he also was their leading rusher at 120 yards rushing. Uh, Devontae Freeman also with 79 yards. Le'Veon Bell. 48 yards rushing and a touchdown. What? What's happening here? Um, Hollywood Brown with 116 yards um, passing. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, uh, receiving. Uh, Patrick Ricard for 35 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Devin, uh, Devin, Devernay. I want to say it's happening at Devernay. Uh, Devin du- Duvernay. Duvernay, there you go. Devernay, yeah, Duvernay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you say tomato, I say mater. Whatever. Well, uh, he, he was... Uh... He played for the the Longhorns. That's that's how I know that for sure. Okay, well, there you go. There you go. There, there you go. Shout out to UT. Um, but also, uh, you know, he had a touchdown in this game. Devontae Freeman also had a, a receiving yard, receiving touchdown as well. Um, this game, man, yeah, this one was one of those games that kind of came down because you had Baltimore, who had basically got their ass beat by uh, uh, Cincinnati the week prior. And then they came back and they roared back to try to like say, no, nah, that was a fluke. We're going to come back and win. But Minnesota, man, put up a pretty big, uh, some pretty big opposition for them. How did you feel about this game overall? Uh, overall, overall, ugh. overall, I thought it was it was a pretty good game. Uh, I mean, Baltimore did Baltimore things, of course. Um. But you know, it was another one of those those games where it was I don't know it it was kind of weird. It was like okay, it's good, but it's not good at the same time. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, I, and I get what you're saying because at, at one point Minnesota was up twenty four ten, and then Baltimore made a comeback, and it was twenty four. I think it, I think towards the when the, at the start of the fourth quarter. When it was twenty-four all, I think that's when it became more interesting. You know what I mean? Like because it because yeah. it, it, it looked like it was starting to become a blowout, and then Baltimore make, makes the comeback. Then they have like a back and forth thing. It went into overtime. Uh, Justin Tucker hit the sixty-three yarder to win it. Um, which I know how you feel about the play. I know how you feel about the uh, the overtime rule. Um, I hate it. I, it's I, I know. I know. Um, but nevertheless, you know, Baltimore did pull up the victory. They're six and two on the year now. And uh we will definitely see what happens uh in the upcoming weeks. Excuse me. Uh next up. Oh boy, I can't believe this game happened that happened the way that it happened. Um the Cleveland Browns and the Cincinnati Bengals, Cleveland Browns 41, Cincinnati Bengals 16. Bruh. What happened to this unstoppable juggernaut team of the Bengals who came in literally 
Like at one point in this game, before the fourth quarter, at at some point in the fourth quarter, it was thirty-four to ten, Cleveland. Um, I mean, Cleveland just, I mean, just uh, let, let me get to the stats real quick. All right, so Baker Mayfield two eighteen for two touchdowns. Uh, Nick Chubb was back in the lineup, and he, man, he definitely made up for lost time, man. 137 yards and two touchdowns on the day. If you had Nick Chubb on your fantasy team this week, you won the week. Um, uh, uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones was the leading uh, receiver at 86 yards, and he had also had a touchdown. Uh, David Njoku uh, had one reception for 18 yards, but also a touchdown. Uh, Baker Mayfield spread the ball out pretty good in this game. I mean, he had a lot of different receivers. Uh, John Johnson and Dez Ward both with interceptions in this game as well. Anthony Walker with 14 total tackles, a sack, and a tackle for a loss. Troy Hill with seven tackles, two sacks, and two sack, two tackles for a loss. Miles Garrett, obviously, is a, a sack and a half and a tackle for a loss. Um, so their defense definitely stepped up. The Bengals, oh boy, <laughs> they, they, they were in trouble for a minute. I think Joe Burrow, I mean, Joe Burrow threw for 282, but he had them two interceptions. Uh, now, now the only thing that really kept them in the game for a while, um, and it was more towards the end of the, uh, uh, which, I mean, they kicked it they, they kicked it off, you know, scoring with uh, Joe Mixon in the first quarter. Um, Joe Mixon ran for 64 yards, and he had two touchdowns. But that was it, man. I mean, that really was it. Jamar Chase, you know, he did okay. Six receptions for 49 yards. Um, that was it. I mean, they they literally fell apart this week, and I don't know what happened. What 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 do you th- what is your theory? Uh, people figured out Joe Burrow. Um, people figured out the the way the offense was going to be run. I, I I that's the only thing I can guess because it it looked you know for the first few games it it looked like. Man, Joe Burrow and and the Bengals are going to be those guys, right. and then all of a sudden, it's the it's 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 the same thing that kind of happened with the Carolina Panthers. It's like, man, these these guys are looking really good. Man, there's going to be some shake up here, you know, right. in in the upper echelon of uh, the NFL, and then. It's like halfway through the season so far, and it's like, oh, oh, never mind. That was just a glitch in the matrix. They're, they suck again. <laughs> Yay, we suck again. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah probably brought, brought me back to that. Anyway, all right, you can do it. All right, stop telling. All right, so that being said, though, I mean, now, I mean, do, do you think this is going to be an escalate? I mean, because the Browns did get rid of Odell Beckham. Um, they did release him. Do you think that was more like a, do you think, and again, I'm not equating this to Odell being a, a, a problem in Cleveland. Cause I definitely think they could have still used his, you know, services. Unfortunately, him and Baker Mayfield just didn't get along or for whatever reason. Um, they basically quote unquote freed him from Cleveland, I guess. I mean, hell, let's be honest. He didn't want to go there anyway. He would have rather stayed in New York on that sucky team. Um, but now that he's not there anymore, where do you see him going? Uh, well, I was actually reading an article earlier that the uh, he wants to go to the Packers. However, the Patriots are pursuing him heavily. Right. Um, I've also I've also heard the Saints. I've also heard the Seahawks, and I've heard the Ravens. 
I I don't think he'll end up on the Ravens. No, I don't um, think so either. I don't think he'll end up in New Orleans. Um, he he has specifically said that he wants to be on a championship contenders team. Uh, so it's either the Packers, the Cardinals, or the Cowboys for the NFC. And AFC, you're probably looking more towards. Um, it, and, and, and I mean, he, he could I maybe mean, it could be the Titans, it could be the Bills. You know, I don't see him. That, that's the thing. I'm sitting here trying to to think of what team he would fit on. Um, as crazy as it sounds, I think he would fit with the Bengals. I don't see him going there, but I think he would fit there with uh, Joe Burrow's play style. I could right. see him on the Patriots. Um, I don't see him on the Bills. I don't see him on the Packers. Um, Cardinals, Tampa Bay, maybe? Tampa Bay has no room for him. Uh, Cardinals really don't have any room for him either, to be honest no, with you. I, I think he, he would fit with the Cardinals, but I don't think... like But, like, but, you, know, his, but you know he's got to get his touches. Because you, like, you, you would be, you, he would be playing with guys like Hop, Christian Kirk, you know, a lot of well, these other players. Like, when would he, when would he get the ball? You know, and is he, if he that, doesn't get the ball, if he doesn't get his reps, you know, that's the thing. If D Hop is their one, uh, AJ Green, I think, is their two. Uh, Christian Kirk is is their three, and. Odell's not gonna. I mean, he couldn't play second fiddle to Jarvis Landry. You think he's gonna play fourth fiddle over in Arizona? Nope. No. But, but here's the thing: if he goes to LA, like because the Rams have also been uh, thrown in there as well. But if he goes to the Rams, he's gonna play second fiddle to Cooper Cup because Cooper Cup is be is doing amazing things right now. Yeah, but that that'd be like one A one B there because they don't really have a number two. Uh, right over there it's cooper cup and that's it so yeah i mean you you doing all them things with just that one guy at receiver that could work but but we'll speculate more on odell beckham's uh landing spots uh later in the future but we need to finish going on this one this is the game and i'll be honest this was the shocker this wasn't just this wasn't a surprise this was a shocker because I literally, I don't think anybody outside the state of Jackson, outside the city of Jacksonville or the state of Florida, seen this coming. The Jacksonville Jaguars defeated the Buffalo Bills nine to six. I have no words for what I just said. <laughs> like, okay. So let's just start with the Buffalo Bills first, okay? Josh Allen, 264 yards and two interceptions. He also ran for 50 yards. Devin Singletary and Zach Moss together, together 22 yards rushing. Stephon Diggs, you know, six receptions, 85 yards. Um, Emmanuel Sanders, four receptions, 65 yards. Uh, Devin Singletary did have seven receptions for 43 yards. Cole Beasley had eight receptions but only had 33 yards on that, so he couldn't get anywhere. Regardless of what he caught, Josh Allen also had an interception. Oh, I'm sorry, also had a fumble in this game. Um, this, the, 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 the team did not show up to play. What I mean, and you talk about taking a team lightly. In Jacksonville, 
Now, now, now they didn't have any huge stuff. Like, like Trevor Lawrence had 118 yards passing, um, but but uh, and also uh, CJ uh, Bathard also had 33 yards passing. Carlos Hyde, you know, 67 yards rushing. You know, Dan uh, Dan Arnold was their leading receiver at 60 yards. Um, just this game was just, you know, Carlos Hyde also had a fumble in this game. Rudy Ford and um, <laughs> it's so so funny. So the Buffalo Bills quarterback is Josh Allen, but the Jacksonville Jaguars have a defensive player named Josh Allen as well. Josh Allen, the defensive player for Jacksonville, eight receptions and a sack. I'm sorry, eight tackles, a sack, and two tackles for a loss. It was it's the first time in NFL history that a that Josh Allen was tackled by Josh Allen, who sacked Josh Allen and also intercepted Josh Allen. Like the whole game was like Josh Allen versus Josh Allen, pretty much. It's so it's stupid, but whatever it is, it is what no, it is. No, I, I, that was my I, that was my favorite part of this game. Was like <laughs> Josh Allen sacks Josh Allen, and when you first hear that, you're like, "Hold on, what the fuck?" And then you have to remember, <laughs> "Oh yeah, um, there, there's a defensive player named Josh Allen." Yeah. Well, you remember? You remember? Uh, God, I don't know how long ago it was. It was like t- 2007, 2008. Like there was there was Alex Smith. Alex Smith was the quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers, but there was a defensive lineman also named Alex Smith. <laughs> they there was two Alex Smiths on the same team. Remember that? Yes, I remember yeah, that. That that's. Nevertheless, though, forget about the statistics for just just the fact that the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like, okay, they beat Miami. Okay, yeah, I had a feeling they were going to beat Miami because Miami's not that good this year. But they beat the team who killed Miami in week two, 35 nothing. okay? And then the previous week beat Miami like 21 to 11 or something. And then you beat them? You hold them to six points, first of all. And then you beat them by field goals, like three field goals, and that was all it took to beat this team. Like... What? In your words, bizarro world. What was your like initially? What are you thinking at this point? Um, what happened? I mean, right. I, I I I I didn't watch this game. Um, again, uh, the I, I've gotten real heavy into Formula One racing. Right, uh, and there was a race on this week, so I decided to watch it instead of football um, because the the F one season is almost over, and we still got quite a few weeks of football left. So I figured, hashtag Team you know, Red Bull. <laughs> yes, um, so I figure I you know I, I can skip a week of football. Uh, you know. As we said going into when we were talking about our week nine predictions, we, we literally said, you know, these are a bunch of gimme games. Right. Uh, so I didn't watch, but I was keeping up with it on my phone uh, and everything. And I, when I seen the score here, I was like, hold, hold on, what the hell is going on? <laughs> and, and it was literally like, it, it really felt like Buffalo just forgot that they were supposed to play a football game this week because nobody on that team looked good. I went back and looked at the highlights and nobody on the Buffalo team looked good at 
all. No, they did not. Not in not in the least. Yeah. And it, it, so. it, it's 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 shocking to me that they actually, you know, I mean, you only score six points, bruh. Come on, you the Buffalo Bills. You the team that everyone says is going to be. You you're an AFC contender. Like, really? Oh wow. Okay. Sorry. So, uh, no, 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 no. Uh, breaking news. Breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. Breaking news. ESPN sources: three-time NBA All-Star Deron Williams is going to fight NFL running back Frank Gore in a four-round heavyweight fight on Showtime's pay-per-view undercard of Jake Paul versus Tommy Fury, December the 18th in Tampa. Oh dear God, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> that's I, crazy. I mean. This is breaking news. We're—I don't know if anybody that has uh, broke broke that news yet, other than us on a podcast. But no, there it is. That, yeah, you're going you're going to hear it two days late, but it, it was, it's all good. That being right. said, we're gonna move on to the next game. A game that um, I knew it was gonna be bad because both of these teams are bad, and they just so happen to be our teams. Um, so we just went like, all right, well, I, at this point, it, it don't matter who wins, who loses. It's going to be like, hey, we expect it. Uh, but the Miami Dolphins and the Houston Texans did play each other. Um, Miami did win 17-9. Let's hit you with the stats. The Texans had Todd Rod Taylor back in the lineup. Uh, he threw, uh, it was uh, two, 240 yards, no touchdowns, three interceptions. Uh, Phillip Lindsay and Todd Rod Taylor and David Johnson, Rex Burkhead and Scotty Phillips. All ran in this game for a total of 47 yards. I'm sorry, 73 yards. I apologize. 73 yards total. Uh, Brendan Cooks was the leading receiver. Six receptions, 56 yards. Um, Jordan Atkins uh, did lose the fumble in this game as well. Uh, Eric Murray and Malik Collins both had interceptions in this game. Um, you know, So they definitely came to play. Um, Tua was out for this game for the Miami uh, Dolphins, but uh, Jacoby Brissett came in, 244 yards and a touchdown, but did throw the two interceptions as, pre- as previously said. Uh, Miles Gaskin actually had a good running, with somewhat decent running game, uh, 34 yards rushing and a touchdown. Uh, Ahmed, bro, I don't know what's ha- what happened to you, man. Seriously, get your shit straight. Um, Jalen Waddle would probably his one of his better games this year, eight receptions, 83 yards. Um, Matt Collins with um, 22 yards total and a touchdown. Uh, Mike Jacecki with 50, uh, 54 yards total uh, receiving. Um, and this meant fumbles, man. Look, Jacoby Brissett, Miles Gaskin, and Javon Holland, all three lost fumbles in this game. Uh, Eric Rowe did force one, so that was good. And then you had uh, Justin Coleman, Jerome Baker, and uh, Javon Holland also picking up an interception in this game. Um, so, yeah, I mean, again... This was a battle of, you know, two very, very bad teams right now. Uh, teams who just literally a week ago were in talks about the Deshaun Watson trade and before the trade deadline just to see what would happen there and nothing fit, nothing happened with it. Everything didn't, you know, everything fell through. Um, that being said, though, what, what was your initial reaction to the outcome of this game? Uh, I mean, I, I picked Houston to win. 
But I think if you remember correctly, I said I think Houston is going to win, but it wouldn't surprise me if Miami wins. Uh, right. It's the battle of two bad teams. Um, you know, I I know the Texans are bad. Uh, and the problem is, is they, they have only got worse um, because they, they just, right before the trade deadline, they traded away one of their better um, defensive players in Charles O'Minahue. They traded him to the 49ers. He was kind of the, the new J.J. Watt for the team. Right. Um, you know, he, he learned under J.J. for a couple of years. And when J.J. left, uh, Charles Minnehue kind of stepped up and filled that role. And, and then they trade him away, which uh, is, is weird. I, I just don't know what they're doing. Uh, they just traded away Mark Ingram. Mind you, we had like 12 running backs on our team. Um, right. But but still, like we traded away Mark Ingram for, for nothing. Uh, we traded away Charles Omenihue for nothing. It, it's I don't know what they're doing over there. Uh, I, I'm I'm gonna ride with them because I mean the the Texans that's my team. Uh, right. It, it, they're gonna eventually turn it around. But but watching this game, I I thought you know when they announced that Tyrod Taylor was gonna be the starter, I thought oh okay good that's good you know because he's been playing when he was on the field previously he was playing really well but um no he played terrible and it's it's i don't know I, that's right. the best i can say it's, it's i don't know right and it, i mean hell it ain't like miami's you know doing any better i mean when they, when they said tool was out and jacoby Brissett was playing i was like son of a bitch here we go again Right. I mean, you know, but Jacoby, you know, I mean, against the defense, you know, you know, he was like, all right, you know, as long as he doesn't make stupid decisions, then, you know, he can, but he, he did, like I said, he did throw those two interceptions, you know, so he did, he was able to at least make an effort, <sighs> excuse me, to, you know, win the game. So, you know, he didn't lose it for us like he did previously, but, you know, he didn't, you know, he didn't, he didn't, I mean, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, Tua got the the broke finger. Uh, we don't know if he's going to be able to play this week or not. Uh, you know, it's it's just I don't know. Like I, I like Tua, but at the same time, like he is super injury prone. And yeah, I mean, he it's, is. it's just little stuff. You know, like like broken finger here. He had the 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 ribs earlier. Uh, but but it's all seeming to pile up, and it's taking what once was a, you know, a, a, at least a, a coming into the season. You know, we thought that the Dolphins would would probably rival the the Bills for you know the the title there in in that division, but. I mean, yeah, right now like the Dolphins the case, are no. sitting at no. Right now the Dolphins are sitting in last place, uh, which yep. is, is sad to say. You know, I know you hate them, but I mean the, the the fucking Jets are doing better than you guys right now. Yeah, 
They are. And that 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 that, that, that turns my stomach so bad. I'm like, God, why? Why? They have a horrible, horrible offensive line, and they have more wins than we do. What the fuck? Well, anyway, no, they don't have more wins. They just have less losses. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> No, it's true. You guys are sitting at two wins, uh, but you guys have seven losses. They have six losses. Six, right. And that's because they had their bye week already. Right. Well, we don't don't get our bye week until week 14. So why we have a late bye week, I don't know. But it's just the way the schedule works, I guess. That being said, though, let's move on to the next game. A game, again, with another surprising uh, winner in this one. The damn New York Giants, I guess they build their confidence from almost beating Kansas City last week on Monday Night Football to now it rolled over into this week against the Las Vegas Raiders, and they win 23-16. to um, And it was, this game was actually pretty competitive, man. I mean, it came down at one point in the third quarter. It was, you know... 16 to 17, you know, then 16 to 20, you know, the, you know, the Giants kind of pulled away, for, pulled away after that. Um, but yeah, but we'll, we'll kick it off with the Raiders at first. Um, 296 yards for uh, Derek Carr with a touchdown to uh, to uh, uh, Hunter Renfro with uh, you know seven receptions and 49 yards. Uh, Darren Waller was their leading uh, receiver, seven receptions, 92 yards. Uh, Josh Jacobs ran all over the field, 67 yards, no touchdowns. Uh, Kenyon Drake with a, a 30 yard, um, a couple of 30 yard runs. Um, now Derek Carr did throw those two interceptions, though. So let's not remember, let's not forget about that. Now Des, uh, right. De, uh, Des, Denzel Perryman, you know, with 10 total tackles in this game. Jonathan Abram with eight total tackles. So they definitely stepped up in that department as well. Um, and then you can look at the Giants. Daniel Jones didn't have an amazing game. You know, 110 yards passing. With a touchdown, um, Devontae Booker ran for 99 yards. Elijah Penny ran for 35. Um, and again, it was kind of spread out across the board. Uh, um, Evan Ingram had 38 yards receiving, but he did have the touchdown. Kenny Kenny Galladay only had 28 yards receiving. Um, you know, Daniel Jones did lose a fumble, so that counts. But Xavier McKinney with two interceptions in this game, and it really made a difference, I think, overall. Um, with also with Logan Ryan stepping in to uh, get nine total tackles, also uh, Trey Crowder also with nine total tackles as well. How are you feeling about this game, and were you surprised that the Giants ended up beating the Raiders in this? Uh, I, I was really shocked that the Giants beat the Raiders here. the The Raiders have been looking really good, and uh, even after they they let go of uh, John Gruden or. Technically, he resigned, but a- after losing John Gruden, uh, they still looked good. It was like we all thought, you know, without John Gruden, they're going to be pretty bad, you know, because we don't know anything about this this interim coach. Uh, he's probably not going to be any good, or he would be, you know, a head coach somewhere already. But right, you know. Uh, he he stepped up and has done good things over there in in Vegas, but it, this was another one of those anomalies. Like I said, w- this week we were living in in bizarro world. Like, right. what the hell? Yeah, and also, I mean, Henry Ruggs, um, you know, obviously didn't participate in this game, um, yeah. due to his um due to the uh. 
the automobile the automobile accident that he uh, suffered um unfortunately there was a death in that automobile accident um you know and uh, in, in that whole situation so pray for the families um who lost uh, people in that wreck um henry ruggs is looking at some pretty bad uh pretty bad pretty some pretty bad times ahead of him man i mean when you have a wreck and you're going 156 miles an hour i'm surprised he's still alive you know right. um but yeah, just pray for that whole situation. Anybody out there who's the praying type. Um, but we're gonna move on from that game to a game that I thought was complete. Like I literally did not know who was gonna win this game. This game also could be considered game of the week by how close it was. And it's and it's and it's and it's one team that's on the rise. It's another team that's kind of in there in the middle, but they're still good enough to to win to sneak a game here and there. But it was the Los Angeles Chargers beating the Philadelphia Eagles 27 to 24. This game, I mean, just incredible all the way around. Um, kick it off with the Chargers first. Justin Herbert had a almost a resurgence. 356 yards and two touchdowns. Austin Eckler ran for uh 59 yards. Uh Justin Herbert also ran for 14 yards and got himself a rushing touchdown on top of that. Um Keenan Allen, 12 receptions, 104 yards. So Keenan Allen was definitely targeted a lot in this game, and he definitely earned his paycheck for this game. Um, Mike Williams, Jared Cook, also, you know, over 50 yards rush, over 50 yards receiving for each of them. Uh, Steven Anderson with a touchdown, and uh, Donald uh, Parham with a touchdown as well. Um, and, I mean, they definitely put forth the effort to uh, win this game. Uh, the Eagles, on the other hand, Jalen Hurts didn't really have that big of a game, 162 yards and a touchdown. Jordan Howard ran for 71 yards and a touchdown. Also, Kenneth uh, uh, Gainwell, only two carries but in three yards, but he did get that touchdown. Uh, Devontae Smith, I mean, he had a pretty decent game, five receptions but 116 yards and a touchdown on top of that. Um, and uh, it was definitely one of those games that literally – back and forth and you did not know who was going to win because first it was tied at seven then it was tied at ten um then they had the, then the chargers had the touchdown but they failed to att- they failed the, uh, the the point after attempt and then philadelphia gets a touchdown and then <laughs> the chargers get a touchdown and then philadelphia and and, and, and ends up you know you know getting the the two-point conversion to kind of even out the score and then next you know philadelphia gets a touchdown making it 24 all and then um with the uh, with the field goal at the end of the game to ice it and put it away, it was uh, Dustin Hopkins with a 29 yard field goal to win it. Um, how are you? How was you feeling about this one? Uh, I, I would say this was probably game of the week. Right. Uh, I, I mean, it was one of those where, like, watching it or going back and watching the highlights and following it on my phone and everything, it was like, man, uh, these these teams came to play, and you didn't really know who was going to win. Right. Because Philadelphia, I think, is one of those teams that can surprise you at any moment and pull out a win out of nowhere. Uh, correct. Yeah, I, I 100% believe that. Right. Uh, so we're going to go on to the next game. Now, this game did not come without its controversy. And the game we're talking about, ladies and gentlemen, is the Kansas City Chiefs and the Green Bay Packers. For a lot of you that, if you, first of all, if you don't know, I mean, obviously you're living underneath a rock. But 
The big story this week, obviously, was uh, Aaron Rodgers tested positive for COVID-19. Um, now, you know, some of you are saying, okay, well, that's not a big deal. Players test positive all the time, blah, blah, blah. Well, the, the problem, uh, for, for the most part, is that a lot of people was like, well, Aaron, everybody was under the assumption that Aaron Rodgers was, uh, was vaccinated, and he, unfortunately, was not vaccinated for this particular game. And so now he has to he, he has to go, I think they said a minimum of 14 days. If I'm, I'm sorry, not 14 days, 10 days, if I'm correct. And he has to show two negative tests back to back. That being said, though, he did miss this game due to the COVID, um, the COVID restrictions. And he ended up um, not playing. And then Jordan Love ended up taking his place in this game. Um, now, that being said, Kansas City, you would think, okay, Aaron Rodgers is not playing. We got this in the bag. We should run all over the field. Kansas City did win, but only by six, 13-7. Um, if you look at the statistics for this game, Jordan Love, 119 yards and a touchdown, but he did have an interception. Uh, Aaron Jones ran for 53 yards. A.J. Dillon for 46 yards. Um, the, the leading receiver was uh, Randall Cobb at 50 yards total uh, passing. Uh, Devontae Adams had six receptions, 42 yards. Um, you know, uh, Malik, T- Malik Taylor had a, had a fumble in this game. And, you know, Green Bay just did not, for whatever reason. They, they look pretty much – that offense looks completely different without Aaron Rodgers being in the lineup. Um, now, when it comes to Kansas City, Kansas City – Again, man, this team, if this was if this was last year's Kansas City team playing against a Green Bay Packers team with no Aaron Rodgers, oh, man, this would have been a complete blowout. Unfortunately, it's not the same team anymore. Pat Mahomes, 166 yards and a touchdown. That was it. That was, that was all his, that was, that was all the stats that he had. Um, you all, and then, you know, Darrell Williams, uh, I'm sorry, Darrell Williams uh, ran for 70 yards. Derek Gore had 13. Um, Travis Kelsey did get 68 yards and a touchdown in this game. Uh, uh, Legereus Sneed with an interception in this game. Uh, Tyron Matthew was their leading tackler at six with a sack and a tackle for a loss. Um, overall, Chip, how did you feel about this game? And do you? Th- and obviously, Aaron Rodgers not being there definitely impacted this game a lot. Um, how are? What are your thoughts so far? Okay, so, so the Chiefs don't look good. No. Um, it's 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 crazy to think that just one year ago, the Chiefs were in. I mean, you know, well, not, not even a year ago. You know, earlier this year, the Chiefs were in the Super Bowl. They were playing for the championship, and now they can barely win a game with a backup quarterback or against a backup quarterback. Uh, right. You know, it's, it's, I don't know, man. It's, it's weird. Um, yeah, it's just weird. Uh, again, I mean, we're living in a bizarre world. Either that or people have actually figured out Pat Mahomes and he's not as dynamic as he would like people to think he is. I mean, he's good. Don't get me wrong. Uh, he's good, but is he that good? I mean, yes, he, 
you know, he, he's already, you know, won a Super Bowl. He's been to the, the NFC Championship, what, three times? Three times, yeah, three years in a row. Yeah, three years in a row, yeah. Um, and, and arguably, it could have been four. Um, but, you know, it's, it's man, they, they just don't look good. And this game proved it, even though they won – uh, the, the, I, I will say the last two games have proved that the Kansas City Chiefs are are not a good team this year. They're uh, not. Almost getting beat by the Giants. Now you know the Giants did did beat the Raiders this year, but it's also the Raiders. Like you don't expect them to win every game, whereas the Chiefs, you you know, coming, you know off the last couple of seasons you expect them to beat these teams right uh and and you kind of expected or you would expect the chiefs to beat the packers this week uh notably because aaron Rodgers isn't there jordan love hasn't had a whole lot of playing time so, you know, you would think, oh, man, you know, the Chiefs got this. This is in the bag. But uh, they won, but barely. Right. I mean, it wasn't like it wasn't like they, you know, steamrolled over them. I mean, they definitely struggled in this game. I mean, the only yeah. the only touchdown in this game was Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Everything else after that was a field goal. Uh, and then, like, literally nothing in the third quarter of note at all. And then uh, Jordan Love had a short pass to uh, – let me go back. Let me see something real quick. Yeah, a short pass to Alan Lazard for a touchdown, which was his only catch of the game at 20 yards. Um, you know, and then and everybody's talking about the whole thing with Aaron Rodgers and that controversy, vaccinated, unvaccinated. Um, Aaron Rodgers, you know, gave his statement on the Pat McAfee show – uh, I'm not going to get into that exactly every single thing that he said. Um, you know, he, he he basically you know from from everything that I was told and everything that you know I've read and watched on television and stuff like that and things of that nature. Like, yeah, it's definitely you know there was a, it was a cause for concern for a lot of people um, because he is he is unvaccinated according to the NFL protocol. He is technically unvaccinated, therefore he has to follow a different set of rules for players who aren't vaccinated. And I know some people are like, well, you know, it's bullshit because Aaron Rodgers is getting treated differently because he's he, he's unvaccinated. Here's the thing. Carson Wentz is an un- Carson Wentz, Kirk Cousins, Cole Beasley. These guys are also unvaccinated, but they still stick with the protocols. You know, he you know, if, if you're unvaccinated, they need you to. OK, you you, you wear a mask when you, when you do the uh when you, when you walk on the field after plays and stuff like that, you know, like they, they, they make sure that they keep their health, you know, private and, you know, stuff like that. Um, so I think from what I understand is that Aaron Rodgers will be eligible if he passes two back-to-back COVID tests in a row uh, this upcoming week. And he'll be eligible by Saturday, which means that he will be eligible for the Seattle game for next week. Um, well, and, this and, week. Well, this week upcoming 10. week, yeah. yeah. Yeah, week 10, yes. Um, I say next week. I'm looking at this thing. Y- y'all know what I'm talking about. Um, so that should be the thing. Um, 
again, yeah. maybe they're, you know, but again, maybe this is again like the media always making it bigger than what it is. Now, again, that's I, a whole nother can of worms. <laughs> right, right. Now, now, what I can say is that since Aaron Rodgers is unvaccinated, um, the testing regime for him is a lot different than the testing regime for the vaccinated players. Uh, vaccinated players get tested for COVID once a week. Right. Aaron Rodgers has to get tested every single day. Uh, and not just Aaron Rodgers, any unvaccinated player has to be tested for COVID every single day. Right. Um, so I, I would say this is kind of an anomaly that, uh, I, you know, he, that he got it and, you know, missed. Now, he did break protocol uh, by not, uh, I mean, he, this is also kind of breaking news this was um reported at 8 24 p.m eastern on uh november the 9th uh as we're recording this uh the the green bay packers covid19 protocol uh was completed on or the nfl's review of the the packers protocol was completed on tuesday and the team was fined three hundred thousand dollars while uh, quarterback Aaron Rodgers and receiver Alan Lazard were each fined $14,650. Uh, they were fined for violations of the protocol that were jointly agreed upon by the NFL and the NFL Players Association. Um, so the, the violations included the unvaccinated Rodgers not wearing a mask during his news conferences, uh, and because the team did not report that Rogers and Lazard attended a Halloween party, even though it was away from the team facility, by attending, Rogers and Lazard uh, violated the protocol that prevents unvaccinated players from gathering in groups of more than three, which was the reason for their fine. So right, but but at the same uh, time, what, how much how much money did you say? What? Three hundred and something thousand dollars, or something like that. So, so the team itself was fined three hundred thousand um, dollars. Aaron Rodgers and receiver Alan Lazard were each fined fourteen thousand six hundred and fifty dollars. That's a drop in the well to them. I mean, the money that they make, man, that's a drop in the well to them. You know, um, but but my whole thing about it is though, and that, and again, I don't want to go too far deep into it, but right. at the same time, like. How, I mean, seriously, did you know? Like, I mean, because obviously, at back in back in August, when they asked, you know, well, how do you feel about the vax, vax, you know, about people being vaccinated, things of that nature? Aaron Rodgers said, you know, I've been immunized, you know, which according to the, according to the, uh, according to the, to, to uh, the NFL policy, you can either take the visor, the, uh, the, the Johnson and Johnson or the, uh, Moradon or whatever it's called, uh, vaccines. Pfizer, those are the, Moderna, or Moderna. There we go. Or Johnson and Johnson. Yeah. And those are the three that have been approved by the NFL. Um, Aaron Rodgers went with a more, with a different route for his uh, immunization. He decided to go with ivermectin. Um, and a lot of people will say, well, ivermectin's a, a, a horse dewormer and things of that nature. The problem is, though, is that. Ivermectin can be used to treat certain diseases. 
and a lot there's a lot of people who, who swear by ivermectin we're not going to go into that subject because it's it, again it's going to lead to a whole nother can of worms right. um but that's what aaron Rodgers did aaron Rodgers went with the, went the, went the ivermectin route um now you know people have seen you know, i mean joe rogan's very popular for saying that he was you know he treated his covid diagnosis with ivermectin and he was over it and he tested negative five days later um so I don't know. I mean, there could be a scientific study saying, okay, it, it works for some people and not others, but that's, I'm not a scientist. I don't know anything. Um, but that being said, I would definitely say this so we can get off the subject. Aaron Rodgers was definitely missed in this game against the Chiefs. And I think had Aaron Rodgers played this game, I think the results would have been a completely different outcome. Oh, I, I think so, 100%. Right, yeah. We're not. We're, we're going to try to stay on topic because I feel like I feel like you guys who listen to this show, you hear way too much about everything that's going on outside the world. You don't need to hear about it here on this program. So let's just keep it moving. Um, That being said, we're going to move on to the next game in the Arizona Cardinals and the San Francisco 49ers, Arizona winning 31 to 17. And again, a game where Arizona kind of made up for last week with the bonehead call. Uh, um, I think hopefully, um, hopefully, uh, uh, I'm looking. I'm looking at the receiving uh, for the Cardinals, and um, I don't see AJ Green on here. No way, no how. Um, that, that, that was a different thing. Anyway, let me get, let me get to the statistics. Now, unfortunately, uh, no Kyler Murray this week. But shout out to uh, Chips University of Texas. Your boy Colt McCoy came in, did a very admirable job. 249 yards and a touchdown. Um, James Conner, Eno Benjamin. Um, both ran for, you know, the equivalent of 125 yards combined with three touchdowns between, between the two. Christian Kirk was the leading receiver with 70, uh, I'm sorry, with uh, 91 yards receiving. James Conner threw an extra touchdown on there also with 77 yards receiving. Um, you know, so they were, so they were, and also Buda Baker had an interception as well. So the Arizona Cards were down their quarterback, their number one receiver, uh, number one and number two receivers. Um, yeah. And you know, they lost Chase Edmonds in the first quarter. Right. So they, and they still won 31-17. Um, now 49ers did, Jimmy G had, you know, 326 yards, two touchdowns, but he also had that interception. Um, the team itself as a whole, their rushing attack sucked. 39 yards total between Eli Mitchell, Jimmy G, uh, Jermichael Hastings, and uh, Brandon Ayak. I want to say that's how it's pronounced. Sure. Um, now, George Kittle did have a good game. If you had George Kittle on your fantasy team this week, you did good. Six receptions, 101 yards, and a touchdown. Brandon Aki, uh, six receptions, uh, 89 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Debo Samuel did okay. Five receptions, 63 yards. Didn't have, an, didn't have a touchdown this game. Um, now, George Kittle and Brandon Ayak all had – both had uh, – uh, fumbles in this game, so that definitely hurt them uh, as well. Um, you know, and Fred Warner with 14 total tackles in this game. Um, did you look at this game as just business as usual for the Cardinals, or is this like a pay? Like because they won by a big margin, they were just like, all right, we were embarrassed by the Packers' loss. We're just going to come and just beat the shit out of San Francisco. Uh, I, I I feel like this was kind of a statement win. 
Uh, and and what I mean by that is, so they were they were without their starting quarterback. They were without DeAndre Hopkins. They were without AJ Green, and they lost Chase Edmonds, and still beat the 49ers this bad. Uh, but but does that say more about Arizona, or does that say more about how bad San Francisco is? I think it shows that. Uh, Arizona has put together not the perfect team, but a pretty damn good team that even the backups are coming in and slaying people. Uh, now, I, I will agree that, that, you know, the 49ers, they're not great. They're three and five right now. Um, right. You know, uh, Jimmy G is not playing well. Uh, George Kittle is probably the best on that team. Um, you know, oh yeah, by far, yes. Um, and I, I think he would do do better to uh, be on a different team. But you know, I mean, it, it, Arizona jumped out to uh, a huge lead, you know, seventeen nothing in the first quarter, and by halftime, it was um, what twenty. Four to seven, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I think. Let me let me go back. Let me go back and look real quick. I, I no, jumped to the next no, game by mistake. No, it was it was seventeen nothing at half or seventeen seven at half. Uh, then Arizona uh, scored fourteen in the third and nothing in the fourth. Uh, although they didn't really need to score anything in the fourth, they just had to keep uh, San Fran from not. Uh, scoring, right? Know. And then, I mean, and they, and then, and then San Francisco only had ten points in the second half alone. Uh, I mean, and at yeah. one point it was thirty-one to seven. Like, ooh, you know. So yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty bad for San Francisco in this game. That right. being said, though, we're going to move on to the last game of the Sunday Nighters. It was the Sunday Night main event: the Tennessee Titans and the Los Angeles Rams. I was expecting more of a closer contest than what we got. But the Titans did pull off the victory 28-16 against the Rams. Uh, the Rams, I mean, they're, they're up against better competition now. Um, and the big worry going into this game was Derrick Henry not being in the lineup. Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry being out for who knows how long he's going to be out. If he's out for the rest of the year, is he out until the playoffs? We don't know exactly. But... Let's get into the statistics. Ryan Tannehill, only 143 yards total passing with a touchdown, but he also had an interception in this game. Um, uh, Deontay Foreman, uh, 29 yards rushing. Jeremy McNichols, uh, 24 yards rushing. Adrian Peterson coming back, uh, 21 yards rushing, but he had a touchdown. Ryan Tannehill also ran in for a touchdown. Um Jeff Swain was uh, the only one who had the touchdown receiving. A.J. Brown, uh, you know, five receptions, 42 yards. Julio, four receptions, 35 yards. Um, you know, but Kevin Byard and David Long both had interceptions in this game. Uh, and uh, um, uh, Amani Hooker with 12 total tackles in this game. Um, so, yes, yeah, so they definitely. Eight, which were solo tackled. Yeah, eight was solo tackles, you know. So, yeah, so he was all over the field creating havoc on that field. Uh, and, uh, and, and Jayon Brown also with seven solos. 
Um, now, when it comes to the Rams, now, Matthew Stafford had 294, which is decent, but only one touchdown. You did throw those two picks. Uh, Daryl Henderson ran for 55. Sonny Michelle only 20. Man, Sonny Michelle has gone way downhill since he left New England, but uh, that's, yep. a different, that's a different discussion. Matt Stafford <laughs> had 13 yards himself. Right. Uh, Robert Woods uh, leading at uh, 98 yards. Cooper Cup, 11 receptions, 95 yards. Uh, so, yeah, I would say Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, definitely a good tandem uh, for Matthew Stafford. Um, unfortunately, just wasn't enough. Jalen Ramsey, now Jalen Ramsey did have the interception in this game, um, you know, but the rest of the defense was just, ugh, you know, just it, 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 they did not show up. Again, another game, which, I mean, both teams are good. Both teams now sit at 7-2 and two on the year. So, you know, we're kind of seeing, we're, we're kind of, Meeting the, the 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 seeing where the upper echelon teams rank now, um, in terms of like best teams and stuff like that. Um, what was your overall opinion of the Sunday Nighter? Uh, I I was shocked. Uh, I one hundred percent thought, uh, and even said last week. Well, was uh, I think the Derrick Henry. Um, yeah, the news broke that Sunday afternoon after uh, the uh, after the game against the Colts. Yeah, uh, so I I, I had uh, the Rams winning. I you know I, I've said that you know that the uh, the uh, uh, Titans offense runs through Derrick Henry, right. and without Derrick Henry on the field, that offense looks terrible. Although this week they didn't look terrible. Right. Um, you know, AP showed up and, you know, did some stuff. Uh, now, you know, he wasn't the best running back, uh, on, on their team. And that would be Deontay Foreman, who right. is another UT, uh, University of Texas alumni. Um, a lot of you, University of Texas getting a lot of love on the program today. <laughs> hey, they keep, they're, they're showing out. You know, right. uh, Foreman had five carries for 29 yards. Uh, his longest was an 11-yarder. Uh, but, I mean, it, what stood out for AP is he had 10 carries. He was averaging two, 2.1 yards per carry, but he got that touchdown. Right, exactly. The, the 125th touchdown of his career. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so he's definitely – it looks like they're going running back by committee there in Tennessee now with, with – uh, Derrick Henry down. It looks like, you know, they're going to have uh, Foreman, Nichols, and Peterson doing. They're, they're going to be splitting reps. Uh, so. Right. So, yeah, but it, it's going to be it's gonna be pretty interesting where, where it goes from here. Um, that being said, though, let's move on to the Monday Nighter. A game that did have some controversy to it. A game that was, I mean, so many... Michigan, I'll get to the penalties in just a minute, but man, um, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Chicago Bears, you know, had a had a brawl pretty much. Uh, but Pittsburgh did win twenty nine to twenty seven in this game. Uh, we'll just start off with the Bears first. Uh, Justin Fields two ninety one with a touchdown, but also an interception. Uh, David Montgomery, Justin Fields, uh, Darrell Mooney, and uh, Khalil Hubbard all ran for a total of one hundred and five yards total as a team. Um, David Montgomery, 63 yards in that, but, and also, uh, Mooney also had the 15 yarder for a touchdown. Um, right. and he also had a, uh, and he, he was also, uh, 41 yards receiving with a touchdown as well. Cole, uh, 
commit was uh, the leading receiver at 87 yards. Um, and uh, Jakeem Grant also had the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the, the fumble in this game um, that did hurt him. Uh, Rick, uh, Roquan uh, Smith with 12 total tackles and a sack. Robert Quinn also with a sack in this game along with uh, uh, Cassius Marsh. Um, but then you look at the Steelers and what the Steelers brought to the table. Ben Roethlisberger, 205 with two touchdowns. Najee Harris, 62 yards and a touchdown. Um, and then Pat Furlamurth, I want to say that's how it's pronounced. God, I don't, some of these names are weird. I, I think, uh, it, I think fibers, it's Frymouth. Frymouth. Okay, cool. We'll go with that then. Yeah. There's no why. Okay, never mind. All right, so it's, um, you know, he had five receptions, uh, 43 yards, both the touchdowns. Uh, also, uh, Deontay Johnson with 56 yards, uh, also receiving. Uh, James Washington didn't have a real big game, but he did have the one reception for 42 yards, a big game. Uh, Chase, Chase Claypool through 30. Um, uh, Ray Ray McLeod also had a uh, fumble in this game. Cameron Hayward, big boy with the interception. You know, that was, that was pretty good. Of um, course, man, TJ, again, bro, TJ Watts went crazy. TJ Watt with, you know, seven total tackles, three sacks, three tackles, four loss. So he's getting back into that defensive player of the year uh, rhythm. Um, and the game really came down to the wire, man. Chicago had Chicago was up 27-26. Uh, and then Chris Boswell hit the uh, field goal, um, the 40-yard field goal to win it. Now, there was some controversy in this game of the uh, – of of one of the Bears players running into the uh, one, running into one of the officials, um, and they called a flag on that uh, play, um, which for me going back and looking at the uh, going back and looking at it, it looked like the referee kind of just walked into him, like he didn't mean to bump the ref, but he did, so they just called the flag anyway. Um, the thing is that you know Chicago out, you know they outperformed in all aspects of the game. Like, they had more total yards, passing yards, receiving yards. They had better average, you know, they averaged more yards on the play. Um, but I think what hurt them a lot, and feel free to disagree, 12 penalties in this game. And that, to, to, to Pittsburgh's five. And I definitely think that that turned the tide a little bit. Oh, that turned the tide a lot. Right. Um, I, I mean, when you, when you look at, at the penalties, the penalties is what got Pittsburgh in scoring range. Right. You know, so. Yeah. And a lot of times, I mean, some of them were warranted, some maybe not. Um, but, yeah, this was one of those. I mean, obviously, Pittsburgh did pick up the win. They're at 5-3 and three right now. Um, so, they're still in the mix to try to, you know, get one of those wild card spots right now. Um, and and if you didn't hear your favorite team, ladies and gentlemen, just remember that the, that the Detroit Lions, the Seattle Seahawks, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Washington football team were all on by this week. Um, so they should be coming back in full force the very next this upcoming week, week ten. But before we get to week ten, we are going to discuss the power rankings for week ten. Um, let's just get our teams out of the way. The Houston Texans are thirty-two. The Miami Dolphins are twenty-nine. And the Denver Broncos, I'm assuming because that yeah they moved up six spots to 17. So shout out to Roger for getting, uh, you know, being the Broncos fan that he is and internally rooting. Um, obviously their first game without Von Miller and they you know 
stunned the uh, Dallas Cowboys. That being said, though, Chip, we're going to move on to the power rankings to talk about the top 10. You ready for this? Let's do it. All right. Number 10 this week, jumping up six spots, the Cleveland Browns. Okay. Number nine, jumping up three spots, the Los Angeles Chargers. Okay. Number eight, dropping down four spots, is the Buffalo Bills. Okay. Yeah. Number seven, dropping one spot down, the Los Angeles Rams. Number six, going up one spot, the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. Number five, dropping down three spots, the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. At number four, dropping down three spots, the Green Bay Packers. Okay. Number three, jumping up, excuse me, jumping up six spots, the Tennessee Titans at number three. Okay. Number two, Jumping up three spots, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And number one, jumping up two spots, back to the number one position, the Arizona Cardinals. So after hearing this, what is your top, what are your thoughts on the top ten? I, I'm honestly not mad about it. Uh, me, me neither. I, I mean, yeah, I, I'm not mad about it at all. Yeah. Yeah, Tampa didn't really get hurt. I mean, they were on a bye week this week, so they they kind of they were going to be in that way. Anyway, I think had Dallas not lost and Green Bay not lost and Buffalo not lost, it'd be different because so pretty much Tampa Bay moves into the number two spot by proxy, pretty much. Right. Um, uh, Tennessee moving up from nine to three is definitely a big boost. I definitely think that they 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 earn that, uh, especially with the fact with Derrick Henry again. Being done at least for the for the short future, I mean, when you have wins over the Bills, the Chiefs, the the, the Colts, and the Rams, I mean, <laughs> you kind of have to be put in that top you know five spot. Uh, Green Bay did drop down to four. Dallas dropped down to five. Obviously, I mean, because we we both had a feeling with them losing games. Um, if I had to make any changes, um. I would probably say that maybe Baltimore should be back in the top five. Um, and I'd move Dallas back down. I'd move Dallas out of the top five just because they, I mean, it, I mean, it's then again, you know, Baltimore barely squeaked out a victory against the, the, the Vikings. So, I mean, that I think that's the reason why they didn't boast, boast up to the top five is because it was such a close game against the Vikings. Um, but that is the uh, top ten. Oh, go ahead. What were we going to say? I, I, I was gonna say, real quick. Uh, now that we're uh, we're nine weeks into the season, uh, we can start talking about uh, predicted draft orders. Right, uh, right, right now. Uh, Tankathon.com has it listed at Detroit one, Houston two, Miami three, the Jets four, the Jaguars five. Washington 6, the Eagles 7, the Giants 8, the Bears 9, the 49ers 10, Seahawks 11, Minnesota 12, Carolina 13, Indianapolis 14, Denver 15, Cincinnati 16, Cleveland 17, Kansas City 18. Um, Then uh, 19, Atlanta 20, New England 21 New Orleans, 22 Pittsburgh, 23 Las Vegas, 24 Dallas, 25 Buffalo, 26 the Chargers, 
uh, 27, Tampa Bay, 28, the Rams. Okay. 29, Baltimore, 30, Green Bay. Uh, with the prediction of the Super Bowl being played with Tennessee versus Arizona. Tennessee picking 31 and Arizona winning the Super Bowl and getting the final pick in the 2020 NFL draft. Uh, right. Now, that's that's just based on what the statistics say for week nine. Uh, right. Obviously, this is going to change. Uh, there's going to be some trades, you know, here, there, and everywhere. So, you know, but that's just what uh, Tankathon has it listed at. You know, we've got right now the, the playoff matchups. It's got um, in the AFC, Tennessee getting a bye. New England uh, and Baltimore playing in the first round. Uh, Pittsburgh and the Chargers playing. And then Vegas and Buffalo playing. Uh, so it's got Tennessee 1, Baltimore 2, the Chief, uh, Chargers 3, Buffalo 4, Las Vegas 5, Pittsburgh 6, New England 7. Yeah, and over on the NFC side of it, the Arizona Cardinals, if the playoffs were to start, Arizona's the number one where they would get the bye week. The Falcons would be in the playoffs playing against the Packers. The Saints would end up playing against the Buccaneers, and the Cowboys would end up playing against the Rams. Uh, it goes Cardinals, Packers, uh, Buccaneers, Cowboys, Rams, Saints, Falcons. Um, and then when you look at the uh, the the top, the, the, the worst teams in each division, According to the statistics, the Texans are the worst in the AFC, and the Detroit Lions, the winless Detroit Lions, are at number 16 in the NFC. Uh, and they are coming off of their bye week, so maybe, possibly, they could, you know, go into the bye, into this week with a little bit of confidence saying, okay, we had a week off to prepare let, for, for the next team, so let's go ahead and let's knock it out and let's see what happens. Yeah, they got a pretty big task ahead of them, but let's get to the games. <laughs> let's do it. All right, our Thursday nighters, the Baltimore Ravens versus the Miami Dolphins. Uh, every Thursday nighter has been good this year, well, except for the previous one because it was kind of a blowout and I kind of got I kind of lost interest. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to this one. I think it's going to be a good one. Um, you know, um, I'll have it on here in the podcast room while we're because I'm we're going to be recording Thursday anyway. Um, some list, something. Um, that being said, though, um, judging by the fact that Baltimore got dismantled by the Bengals, but also had a very close one against um, had a very close one against. Um, Shit, who did they just play? Damn, my mind, my mom, my mind, my mind. Uh, the Vikings. The Vikings. Um, the Vikings. The Purple Bowl. That's what it's called. Um, but yeah, so I want to say, I want to say, I want to give Miami a fighting chance here, but I got to go with my head and not my heart. So I'm gonna say that the Ravens are gonna win this game. All right. Um, I, I, Roger and I both also have. The, the Ravens pegged to win this one. Uh, and, oh, and, and by the way, my son Malachi also has the Ravens winning this week. Uh, he's like, Daddy, is, it, is the Ravens playing the Dolphins this week? I'm like, yeah, they're playing Thursday night. He goes, he looked at me, he just goes, we're going to kick your butt. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> he's laughed it off, yeah. And honest to God, like, I thought he'd be over this whole Ravens fan uh, phase. Nah, here we are. I mean, he, he became a, a Ravens fan week two 
when they came back and beat Kansas City on Monday Night Football. And he was like, I'm going to be a fan of the Ravens. I'm like, okay, buddy, you'll, you'll be a fan of the Ravens. Sure. Here we are already fixing going to week 10, and he's still saying he wants to be. He, he already told me, uh, like, we, we were going over, like, Christmas stuff because uh, we, we, we got, like, an early uh, Thanksgiving bonus. Uh, we get, like, a holiday bonus for Thanksgiving. Um, and uh, got got some extra money, and I asked him, I said, okay, so what do you want? And he tells me all the wrestlers that he wants. He wants a Darby Allen. He wants a Kenny Omega. He wants all the AEW figures and different things like that. But then he also told me he wants some Baltimore Ravens stuff. Like he, he like he he wants like a custom made Baltimore Ravens jersey with his name on it and stuff. I was like, oh, well that that's gonna cost some money we don't have, but you know. <laughs> so my son says the Ravens. I say the Ravens. Y'all say the Ravens. So yeah, Miami, prove us wrong. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, All right well, let's uh, move on. We'll move on to our our slate of Sunday games. We got the uh, the Atlanta Falcons versus the Dallas Cowboys. Mm, you know what though, with the way Dallas played last week and the fact that the Falcons did show up against New Orleans, ah, uh, you know what? My better judgment's telling me. You know what? I got a feeling. Because every year we always talk about how Dallas is going to do good. And then uh, oh, good old Stephen A. Smith says they're an accident waiting to happen. Um, just when you think they're going to do good and they're going to impress, they end up screwing up somehow. Um, I think this is going to be, I don't know if it's going to be a complete downturn. I don't know. Something's telling me to pick Atlanta. I'm. You know what? I'm going to go out on the limb. I'm going to say Atlanta beats Dallas. All right, um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the. I'm gonna take the leap of faith, if you will. Take the leap of faith and go against the grain because uh, Roger and I both have Dallas winning this one. Okay. Uh, next up, we got the the Saints versus the Titans. Um, I'll I'll lead off with this. I, I've got the Titans winning this one. I think they look really good against the Rams. Uh, and uh, New Orleans is coming off a loss to the to the Falcons. Uh, you know they are looking a little dejected. Uh, it, you know they're they're going to be playing with Trevor Simeon because obviously, um, Jameis Winston, you know, has the torn ACL. I believe he's out for the rest of the season. Yeah, I um, think he is out. So I, I don't. The, the, again, the Titans looked really good without Derrick Henry. Uh, I think they're going to stay on that role. Uh, I think this running back by committee that they're doing is is going to work for them in in Derrick Henry's absence. Uh, so I've got the Titans winning this one. Um, Roger has the Saints winning this one. Well, Roger going to have to go against the grain. <laughs> um, not to say that the Saints aren't going to put up a fight. I, th- I mean, I always think the Saints put up a good fight. Um, but yeah, but I'm gonna go with uh, Tennessee to also win this game. All right. Uh, next up, we got the Jacksonville Jaguars against the Indianapolis Colts. Well, as we were just seeing, as we had just seen, any given Sunday, I mean, Jacksonville probably has a, a wave of momentum right now. Um, not to say they're going to be world beaters or anything like that, but th- they do have momentum after beating a very, 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 very good team in the Buffalo Bills, holding them to only six points. Um, the Colts, let's be honest. I mean, the Colts aren't a bad team, but I can honestly say with full confidence that the Buffalo Bills are a better team than the Colts are. 
Um, like there's a part of me that doesn't want to go with the, with the Jaguars, but at the same time, it's like if you got the momentum on your side, you're hard to stop. You know, you know what? Again, fuck it. Last week was was Bizarro World. I'm gonna continue that thread. Fuck it. I'm gonna say the Jacksonville Jaguars beat the Colts. All right, uh, you're going against the grain again because yep. Roger and I both have Indy winning this one. All right. Uh, so uh, next up, we've got the Cleveland Brown versus the New Orleans or New Orleans, the New England Patriots. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, you know what though? I mean, this game, this game has potential to be game of the week. I'll just straight up say it: two teams, both five and four. Both teams looking for a victory to look to get into back into position. Um, it is in Gillette. It is in Foxborough, so that does play into the Patriots. Um, Cleveland just seems more revitalized right now, but also at the same time, New England's determined. Right? Is, where, is, where, is, where do you guys go it, with it? Uh, I, Roger and I are both going Cleveland. Uh, I think okay. they look okay. If, if we're just going by last week, they look like a better team minus OBJ than they did with OBJ. Right. Uh, and I'm wondering if it was the negativity that he was exuding that that made that team kind of falter and and everything. Uh, it, it could be that, but. Uh, yeah, I just think Cleveland is, is the better team in this situation. I think New England is is really good, and they're gonna be, you know, a, a, a really good team uh, for you know the foreseeable future. They're just not good enough right yet, if you know what I mean. I hope I hope you're right. Um, I am gonna go with Cleveland to win this one. Um, but I I will say this now: I will not be surprised. If um, the Patriots pull it off, but I am going to pull for a Cleveland win. Right. All right. Next up, we got the Buffalo Bills versus the, the New York Jets. Well, if you would have told me, uh, if you'd have told me last week that Buffalo was going to lose nine to six to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I wouldn't have believed you, and I would have said Buffalo's just going to roll all over New uh, New York, but now I don't even know, to be honest. Because, honestly, forget about Zach Wilson. I think White Mike, White Mike, Mike White, shout out to you, White Mike, um, could be their next big thing in New York. I mean, dude has been playing lights out now is he gonna play this week is gonna be the question is he gonna be the starter this week um uh, that's a quick little injury report search away I got it right here all right Jets. injuries always get that injury report ladies and gentlemen uh let's see. he is listed as questionable. Okay. Uh, it, it, it says that uh, head coach Robert Soleil hinted Monday that uh, Mike White is likely to make a third straight start in the Jets Week 10 game against the Bills. Uh, and they do have 
Zach Wilson just listed as questionable. So yeah. um, now uh, Denzel Mims, their wide receiver, he was uh, placed on the uh, COVID reserve list for after testing positive for the virus. Uh, safety Marcus May and tight end Tyler Croft have been put on injury reserve. Marcus May with an Achilles uh, injury and Tyler Croft with a chest injury. Uh, so mm-hmm. they were both just placed on uh, IR uh, today as of this recording. Um, here, here's my thing. Also, and I, and I just thought about this too, is that um, Buffalo, for whatever reason, when they lose in a game, they always come back angry. And they just take it out on whoever. Correct. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say probably Buffalo will probably end up winning this game, um, and I hope that they have a great revenge game against the Jets because fuck the Jets. <laughs> um, but I mean, I, I do think the Jets can hold their own from the standpoint that I think that they might be able to score, but not to a significant degree and I definitely think that Buffalo will win this game uh yeah both Roger and I have Buffalo winning this game as well right alright next up we got the Detroit Lions versus the Pittsburgh Steelers I mean what I mean <laughs> I, I, I can't I can't in good conscience make a case for him, dude. Like, I want to, but I can't. I cannot make a legitimate case for Detroit right now. No. They look horrible. Like, there's a NFL franchise should not be this bad. Like, you know, like, I understand being in a rebuild mode. I understand having a, a coaching change. I understand, you know, certain, you know, chemistry between the team. Like, I don't know what it is that's going on in Detroit. But the team is horrible. And I have no, I have no, nobody has any, unless you live in Detroit, Pontiac, wherever you live, Yaktown in this bitch. Shout out to you, Ill Will. Um, there should be no reason to root for or think that the Detroit Lions can win this game. Now, Pittsburgh did just come off of winning a game against uh, Chicago on Monday Night Football. Granted, the game could have went either way, but at least they put up points and was able to fight. Detroit, the last two games that I've seen Detroit in, they look like a mess. Like, almost as if they've given up halfway through the season. I don't foresee them going on like a nine-game win streak and then all of a sudden inching their way into the playoffs. That shit ain't going to happen. But, I mean, again, I got nothing to say about this other than, yeah, Pittsburgh is going to win this one. All right. Uh, both Roger and I also have Pittsburgh scheduled to win this one. Uh, yeah. Next up, we got the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks versus the Washington football team. Well, both both teams are coming off a bye week. Both teams are 
you know, it is going to be in Washington, so that does help them a little bit. But, I mean, come on, man. It's still Tom Brady. It's still Mike Evans. It's still Chris, Chris Godwin, Gronk. Like, you know, and, and that defense that's just been incredible. Um, not to say that Washington doesn't have a good defense. Washington does have a good defense. Um, it's their offense that's very, I mean, Tyler he- uh, Taylor Heineke is, is good, but he's not good enough to lead the team over a team like the Buccaneers right now. Um, so I'm gonna stick with the the Bucks to win this one. Uh, I also have the Bucks to win this one, and so does Roger. Uh, next up we got the Carolina Panthers versus the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, again, man, <laughs> again another game where you know who's gonna win. You just hope that Carolina makes it competitive. Do I think that they have a chance? Any team has a chance any given Sunday. We just seen that last week. Um, but I don't know, man. Arizona is just playing on a whole nother level, man, than everybody else right now. Uh, and let's be honest, the, the they Carolina does not have momentum on their side whatsoever. In fact, they've halted a lot. Um, so I'm gonna go with Arizona to win this one. Uh, yeah, I'm going with Arizona to win this one as well. Uh, Roger has also picked Arizona uh, for for all the same reasons that you said. So, uh, next up, we got the Minnesota Vikings versus the L.A. Chargers. This one, this one also has potential to be game of the week as well because Air, because Minnesota can stay close with a team like Baltimore and Baltimore just put a shellacking on the LA Chargers a couple weeks ago so there's a strong possibility that the Vikings could make could could win this game um and then put them at four and five and they would you know if they can build some momentum behind it then they could possibly do some damage in the NFC North um but at the same time man I mean LA is still doing good in terms of like like on paper, the Chargers should, should win this game, but God, you know what? I'm gonna do it again. I'm gonna go against the grain again, and I'm gonna go with Minnesota to win this one. Uh, you know, this is one of those ones that uh, it, it it could be a uh, it could be very close, uh, and it could be a blowout. Um. Now, uh, Minnesota could be without their star running back in Dalvin Cook. Um, Dalvin Cook has uh, allegedly abused a former girlfriend, causing a concussion mm. during an altercation at his home last year. Now, now, I do want to preface this: this was last year. Um, but, uh. The, the Vikings and the NFL are investigating right now. Uh, we don't know what uh, you know what what's going to come of this. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with you and, and say that uh, I, I think I think Minnesota could win this one, and I think they're going to. 
Um, right. But I, I also I think this is going to be uh, a, a pretty pretty close game. Yeah. Again, uh, another game that has potential to be game of the week. Yes. Uh, next up, we got the Philadelphia. Wait, Eagles. What, what, what did uh, wait, wait, what did uh, what did Roger say? Uh, he went with the Chargers. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um. So, uh, next up, we got the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Denver Broncos. Denver coming off a big victory against Dallas. Um, Eagles coming off a loss, but I mean they looked good in the loss, but nevertheless, it was still a loss. Um. I don't know. I think the Broncos again. They got the momentum on their side. They're sitting at five and four. Again, it's it's that division. It's that AFC West. It's 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 the Raiders. It's the it's the it's the Raiders. It's the Chargers. It's the Broncos. It's the Chiefs. And I think honestly, this division is literally wide open because Kansas City's not the best team in that division anymore. You know, you can arguably make the case for any of those other three teams. Um, but I'm going to sit there and say that the Broncos are going to win this game. Uh, both Roger and I also have the Broncos uh, begged to win this game. Well, we, well you knew he was going to have the Broncos. <laughs> anyway. uh, next up, we got the Seattle Seahawks versus the Green Bay Packers. I always, and it's just me, I love watching Green Bay and Seattle play each other. Like, I don't know why, but this has become almost like a rivalry unto itself because these teams for the last 10 years or so, like, always meet each other in the postseason or they always have good, close games um, anytime they play each other. Um, Now, Aaron Rodgers... As of this recording, Aaron Rodgers is going to be back in the lineup at quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, um, provided that he does pass his um, he does test negative for COVID two days in a row. Um, so he does he can he can come back. Um, now my question to you is: Is Russell Wilson going to be back for this game? Now, if I'm not mistaken, I think they said this was Russell Wilson's return. Um, I don't think so. Uh, you don't think so? I think because I think I seen it on FS. I think they I think they reported it on FS1 uh, that it was his possible return. They didn't they didn't give it clearly, but they said a possible return. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, go and look up the injury report real quick. See what's the deal. Okay. Uh, he he did participate in practice on Monday. Uh, he threw the ball all over the place, so he did really well for the first time in a limited amount of plays. Um, okay. So, it's it's a possibility, but uh, with that being said, I, I do think that the uh, I think the, the, the Packers are going to win this one. Yeah, I still got the Packers winning, um, even though, even if Russell Wilson does come back, um, I just think the Packers are an overall better team right now, and let's be honest, Seahawks, I mean, they're a long way away from the Legion of Boom, but also they're they're, they're still a good enough team to where they can. I, I, again, I I think that they're they're better than the record says that they are, um, but I also think that the Packers are a better overall team. Um, so I'm going to go with Green Bay to win this one. All right, Rogers going with Seattle to win this one. Okay. All right. Next up, we got the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, In your Sunday night main event. 
Yes. Sorry, in, in, I had to throw in, that out there. You're fine. Uh, so yes, in the in the Sunday night main event, we got the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, had they played this game last year, I would have said 100% Kansas City dominates the Raiders. Um, right. But in 2021, I can't say that. Um, right. I, I I have Kansas City uh, slated to win this one, but this is one of those ones that it would not surprise me in the least if Las Vegas did win. Uh, I think it's going to be a very close game. Uh, I could see it coming down to a field goal, maybe even a safety, a missed extra point, uh, it, you know, something Something that small. Close. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um. So, but I've, I've got Kansas City slated to win, uh, and so does Roger. Well, then I guess I have to go against the green again because I got the Raiders, man. I think because they are playing in Vegas. I think that again, you know, even though the Raiders did lose to New York, um, and even though Kansas City did beat Green Bay, I still feel like the Raiders are more comfortable of a team right now in terms of, and what I mean by that is the Raiders, I mean, obviously you're going to be at home. You're going to be more comfortable in your home anyway. Right. Um, but the Chiefs, again, man, if this was last year, the Raiders would be afraid to play the Chiefs because they've been so dominant. No one's afraid to play play the Chiefs right now. Like, everyone is now licking their chops because they've seen they seen that the Chiefs are pretty much a wounded animal right now at this point, and they're looking to take what they can. Um, now, I do think that, like what you said, it's going to be a close game, maybe within a field goal, um, but I definitely think that the Raiders are going to pull off the victory in this one. Now, I might be wrong, but I think the Raiders have a chance to uh, win this game, and I'm going to go with it. Okay. Uh, and uh, for our Monday night main event, we got the L.A. Rams versus the San Francisco 49ers. Right. Um, I, I Both Roger and I have the Rams uh, picked to win this one. Uh, feel free to go against the grain again if you like. I just think the Rams look like a better team than the 49ers currently. Right. Well, the Rams are a better team against the 49 No, no, no against the grain on this one. Yeah, the Rams are going to win this one. Um, now, the Rams, even in defeat, excuse me, even in defeat, you know, they did they did hang with Tennessee there for a little bit. Um, 49ers just got dismantled by the uh, the Cardinals. Um, so they're uh, they're gonna try to look for a revenge game, but I mean you can't do a revenge game against a team that's seven and two and you're sitting there at three and five. It, 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 they don't that don't work like that. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm also gonna go with the Rams as well. And obviously, if you didn't hear us uh, talk about your favorite team, that's because the Chicago Bears, the Cincinnati Bengals, the New York Giants, and the Houston Texans are all on bye this week. Yeah, I definitely think the Bengals need a bye. Definitely need a buy this week. Um, the the Bears need a buy to cool down after that game on Monday night. Um, the, the the Houston Texans um, definitely they need uh, more need, than a buy, but we'll <laughs> take it. <laughs> right, dude. I seen a funny ass meme the other day. Uh, uh, I think it was I think it was either this morning or yesterday. Um, it was Detroit twenty four by week twenty seven. <laughs> I did like, see that. Like Detroit yes. can't even win a damn bye week, but anyway, 
All right, so that being said, and we kind of discussed it a little bit, if you had to pick three games that are nominees already just on just a, just on paper alone, what three games do you think are going to be games of the week this week? Uh, Saints-Titans, uh, Panthers-Cardinals, Vikings-Chargers, I'll throw a couple more out there as well. Eagles, Broncos, okay. uh, Seahawks, Packers, Chiefs, Raiders. Right. Hey, don't sleep on the Falcons-Cowboys game. I think that's going to be an interesting one. We'll definitely see if the Falcons can make a strong comeback or if Dallas is going to try to, you know, get that revenge or whatever. Yeah, I think all these games – I think a lot – the Browns-Patriots game also has the potential to be a really good one as well. So, oh, yeah. I think uh, there's a lot of good games on the – schedule for this week yeah um and then you look at some teams it's like yeah the, the ravens are going to beat the dolphins the bills are going to beat the jets the bucks are going to beat washington um you know i can't go as far as to say i think the colts are going to beat the jags because i don't even think that game is certain to be honest with you i mean i really don't because because <laughs> again man it's like which which team is going to show up you know i asked that question with the saints i can start asking that question with the panthers i can ask that question with the colts I can even ask that question with the Steelers. Like, which good, which team is going to show up, the good one or the bad one? You never know with these teams nowadays. Right. That being said, ladies and gentlemen, that is Week 10 Predictions. If you guys have any predictions, if you want to debate us, if you want to argue, if you want to talk about it, make sure you like this and make sure that you uh, comment and talk about it uh, in the Movement Radio uh, fan page on Facebook. Uh, anything you guys want to discuss on there as well, promote your stuff, uh, you know, talk about recent episodes, give us ideas for recent ep- for episodes. However you guys want to do it, but it's all there on the Facebook page. Uh, Chip, anything you want to say before we bounce out of here tonight? As always, check out movementradio.us. That is your one-stop shop for all things movement radio. Shout out to our good buddy Sean Thompson, Thompson Personal Training. Go to his Facebook, Thompson uh, Thompson Personal Training. All of his, all of the uh, information that you need is there, pricing and everything like that. And he will have it on the on his uh, Facebook account, uh, Thompson Personal Training, Thompson uh, Sean Thompson on Facebook. Uh, shout out to Jerry and Jennifer at the Chronic Conversation Podcast. Shout out to Andrew and Sean at the Warrior Workout Network. Shout out to um, Ivan Montanez, twitch.tv slash Demon. And as always, guys, thank you so much. You know, we love you guys. We thank you guys for, you know, everything that you guys done for us, you know, with with everything from liking the pages to sharing the the uh, the content and everything. We got our content out there to a, to a, a, a wide variety of uh different uh people out there uh we talked about it just recently because we recently just wrapped up the hauntings of uh series um with uh because we have uh, i think two more episodes of uh, of uh, the hauntings of coming out soon uh we just recently dropped our top 10 uh ring of honor final battle matches uh doing in lieu of the new uh, in lieu of the uh uh in lieu of the uh, announcement from Ring of Honor, they're going to be taking a hiatus after Final Battle this year. Uh, and go check out that. If that's good content as well. If you guys, especially if you're a wrestling fan and you love Ring of Honor, go check out that. You guys, any, in, uh, always, if you guys have anything you want to say, comment, leave a message, whatever. Um, so, yeah. Thank you, guys. We love you guys. We will talk to you guys next week on another edition of Are You Ready for Some Football? Chip, let's hit them with the outro. Please do not leave without leaving a like, comment, share, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Check out the YouTube channel and subscribe. Click the bell to get notified of our latest videos and check out movementradio.us. I am Chip Hazard. And I am Talon Williams. 
and this is Movement Radio. God's plan.